Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's episode is brought to you by Bistro, the food ecosystem that makes everyone happier. Bistro has lower fees and puts restaurants, food shops, and their customers back in control. Food delivery apps disproportionately charge high fees to restaurants, pay out late, and limit the freedom of food businesses. Bistro puts an end to this. They bring personal contact with customers, flexibility, full control, direct payments, and much lower fees. Bistro utilizes blockchain technology to build a more efficient food ecosystem. For more information, go to bistro.io. That's B-I-S-T-R-O-O.io. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a special guest across the way over out in Amsterdam working on a really cool project that is actually in the, the food industry that's, you know, as me being a fun lover of all things food, and you also mix that with blockchain, I think we have a perfect combination. So we have Bas Gielen with Bistro. How are you doing today? Hi, Richard. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well. It's a bit of a hectic time now as we're in the food sector, as you said, and uh, we're coming towards the end of the year. So that's always busy, but uh, yeah, doing well. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course, man. Well, glad you could join us. Before we learn more about all the amazing things you're doing with Bistro, I want to learn more about you. Can you give us a little bit of background on yourself? So a bit of background on myself. I started out in blockchain back in 2017. I was still a student back then. I was doing my, uh, my master's degree. I studied business and then I sort of rolled through a friend into crypto, you know, started going more and more down the rabbit hole, started investing myself. And I ended up really liking it and really thought it was very interesting. So much so that I actually wrote my master's thesis on Bitcoin and about the implications for what you can do with it in the real world and how news and all these kinds of different things affect it. And then afterwards, and well, towards the end of my studies and afterwards, I started working as a consultant for uh, blockchain startups, did that going from one to the other, sort of advising in the, uh, the sort of the fetal stages of, uh, of projects about how to get investors, about how to present yourself, you know, what's important to have in your business plan. Yeah, did that for a while. And then I ended up with the... Uh, Bistro, which was also back at its infancy then, which was just an idea that we were putting together in a business plan. And I ended up liking it so much that I never ended up leaving again. And that was back in uh, 2018. All right. Well, that's quite the journey. Well, like you said, you were studying this and got into it back in 2017. What was it about blockchain that made you want to study it and learn more about it? I guess just how different it is from what from anything that you do within the normal financial system. I think the beauty about blockchain is that you have full control over everything you do yourself. That's a lot of control and that's good to have, but it also comes with risks. You know, if you lose it, there's nobody to fall back on. Uh, you know, private key's gone, then your private key's gone. You all know the story about this guy looking for a 300 million hardware wallet somewhere in a landfill in the UK. So that's 
sort of what you see is what you get and the technology behind it uh, intrigued me a lot as well so i that's what i started with to understand and yeah as i said got deeper into it from there and uh, saw there was a lot of potential in this and i tried to combine that with what i was doing for my master's degree at the time which was also in a strategic uh, consultancy and sort of melded that together with yeah with blockchain yeah, it's interesting, like all the different applications that you can bring into blockchain. And yours is one of the most unique that I think we've had on the show. It's definitely a first in one of one that I've seen a blockchain application being tied in with the, the food industry. So you've created Bistro. So this is back in 2018. Can you give us kind of the story of like, what made you go in this direction or, or help to create this company and kind of walk us through where you are today with, within Bistro? What intrigued me about Bistro that is very, uh, very tied to physical business as well. And with a lot of the projects, they're sort of hard to grasp ideas in a sense that it's difficult for many people to get accustomed to what it exactly is. I mean, even if you just try to explain how Bitcoin works to somebody who has no idea about it, it's hard to get that across even. And what intrigued me with Bistro is, yeah, that it's it becomes very tangible in a way. and that's also how we uh, we started with building Bistro out in the beginning. We wrote the entire business plan with the idea of, from a basis of having blockchain be a central focal point of the platform and the product that we, or the service that we provided to customers. But what we did then is we flipped it upside down. So what you normally do is you see that you start with a business plan, you start raising funds, you sell your token and then you start building your actual product. But we did the other way around because we already had a round of funding from private investors. So we actually built out our, the entire platform ourselves and then we launched it and we wanted to prove first in our home market that it worked and then afterwards we did a race. So that took quite a while for us, but it was very important for us to do it this way because we wanted to test if there was a market fit first. And we launched it in March of 2020. And then we spent the whole year optimizing it, redeveloping the platform. And of course, that's an ongoing process that's going to keep going until we had a sort of a year behind us. And then a year later, yeah, a year later to the date that we launched, we launched our IDO. So uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the whole tangible... Uh, Having it tied to a tangible physical product is uh, what intrigued me about Bistro the most. Yeah, you went almost the traditional route of creating a startup and then tying it back into crypto and the blockchain. But real quick, just for the audience, at a base level, what is Bistro? So Bistro is a peer-to-peer -peer marketplace for food and beverages. Now, what that means is that at the core is the values that we think that is a thing that makes blockchain great, which is, you know, obviously peer-to-peer -peer transactions and contact without having a big, bad intermediary somewhere in the middle. That's also what we started uh, Bistro with. Yeah, that's in an essence what it is. But I guess what I would say more practically is through the platform, you can order uh, you can order food and drinks. And that's with either with restaurants or with specialty producers who send stuff over multiple days. Got it. Okay, so... Me as an end user, I uh, use Bistro. I'm on the website or the app. And I go on there and I can see, I guess, different restaurants that are within the platform. And then I want to order the food. 
tell me about that onboarding, right? Do I use like a debit card or a credit card or do I have to buy your native token? Like, how does that work? Our goal was always to be to not push users in one direction or at least not to force them into one direction. Because again, we want to be as agnostic as possible. So you can pay with, with debit, with credit card. And now we're also starting to integrate our native token, the Beast token. But we're also integrating a lot more other tokens. So I think we're up to 12 different cryptos that you can pay with at Merchants Who Accepted. So yeah, there's a whole plethora of ways you can pay in. But obviously, uh, our token has different benefits to it than other other ones would. Right. So walk me through that. So as a potential user or even as someone who like hears about this is like, wow, that sounds really unique. I haven't heard something like this. What are some of the utilities of owning the native token? Right now, we have uh, discounts running for paying with crypto. We're sort of integrating benefits for uh, for merchants, so for the restaurant and shop holders, and for consumers on a rolling basis. Because yeah, obviously it's going in different steps that we integrate all these things. But sort of the first ones would be that you get a cash back, which would actually be a token back discount that's higher in Beast than it is than it would be if you pay with another crypto or with fiat. You can earn Beast by inviting friends and. Uh, Introducing new restaurants, you get rewards for uh, re- for reviewing, and then we're also really working from the whole Web three mindset. Where whereas with Web two now, you're sort of there's a lot of free services like Facebook, Instagram, you know, you name it. And we say free, but actually it's not free. I mean, you're you're the product, you're paying with your data. We want to go back to sort yeah so to to the Web three mindset where you get paid for contributing data. So that would also be uh, data rewards for sharing uh, yeah for sharing your user info on the platform and getting rewarded with that in Beast. And on the merchant side, we also want to start integrating stuff like staking Beast to get lower commission fees as a restaurant holder, unlock certain premium dashboard functions by using Beast, purchasing stuff through the store that you might need like bags, stuff like this, just anything you can really and that you get an advantage with for for using Beast. Yeah, so it sounds like there's a lot of different utilities for the token itself. And, you know, one of the things that I'm sure is popping up in other people's heads and even in mine as well is there's two kind of different user journeys with this, right? So there's the merchant themselves, the people who are the companies who are coming on as restaurants or as food trucks or whomever that want to come on and advertise their food that people can come and purchase. And then of course you have your end consumer, AKA potentially like a me that comes on and is trying to order some food. It can have it either picked up, delivered, et cetera. What are the benefits or how would you say you're truly different as compared to some of the other competitors in the space? What really bothered us with this and what uh, really bothered the founder, uh, Bosco's with this whole system, it's, it's very geared towards the intermediary and you're sort of, uh, it's sort of do or die for a lot of the restaurants on these platforms. So the party that's in the middle charges very high fees. I mean, we all know stories probably from fees going from 13% on the lower end to all the way up to around 40%. And that's obviously a huge chunk if you're a restaurant owner. With us, that commission fee, for example, is only uh, 5%. This is just a start because even with payouts, it takes maybe one to eight weeks to get your money. And that's obviously a long time to wait for your cash flow if you're a very small business. 
and there's a plethora of stuff uh, stuff like that you know it it generally just becomes very cumbersome to have to depend on this party that's in between you and your end customer so, so real uh, quick on that just just to clarify so you're saying that other platforms if you are on them can take 1 to 8 weeks to even get your money back that you're owed yeah, they function as banks essentially. So they have a bank license, and they the customer pays them, and then they pay you. But with wow. us, it's, for example, uh, it's direct payment, so we don't wow. uh, we don't touch it. It goes straight to a bank account. So there's a lot of these cases where where so you're faster and cheaper. So sorry, I just yeah, want to point exactly. that out. So it's faster and cheaper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're in charge of all your own stuff. So we give the merchant, we literally give them the tools to to run your own business. Like you don't need to come to us to change a menu item or if you have something out of stock or even if you want to run a discount and make a coupon or something like that, the merchant can all do this uh, themselves. And that's not the case with other platforms. And that's sort of a, that's a win-win essentially because that's also what allows us to, to have these low fees, right? Because right. we're taking out a lot of the overhead that the other platforms have that we don't have now. Correct. So... In that sense, it's a win-win. That technically could also translate to the end consumer. I mean, if they have lower costs, they could charge lower on the consumer side. But what we've also been seeing on that end is that consumers really care uh, once they find out how our business model works, that they would much rather order through us than through a platform that just charged them these high fees. It's something that flows through that to the consumer that's not directly a benefit to them, but is a benefit for uh, their favorite restaurant, you know? Yeah. In the end, what we want to make it is that we get to a point where we can have a fully customized platform for each consumer. So if you do provide your data, we can, for example, recommend you restaurants that fit within the pattern that you're ordering with. Right. And I think, I guess, one more wrinkle to throw into this as well, because I, I saw on your platform, there can also be deliveries, right? So then you also have your delivery people as well. Is it that they're also being able to see payments come in as fast and they're not getting crushed by fees as well? So it's kind of all three within the paradigm are able to move faster, get paid quicker, and everyone has a little bit more control over what they're able to set up as like a, a business model. Well, on the note of delivery, uh, we don't do any delivery ourselves. So we don't have any delivery drivers within our ecosystem. Just because this is, again, twofold, just because we've seen that it's almost impossible for any business to get this profitable if you're hiring these delivery drivers because it's such a big expense and it yields relatively low income for you as the one who pays all these uh, drivers. And because what we've seen in our, in, in our market and in a lot of the markets around us, upwards of 90% of the restaurants have their own delivery drivers. So it hasn't been a need for us to have delivery drivers working for us. I see. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for making that distinction. But all the same, man, this sounds very, very unique. It sounds like very appealing to people. So for, for people listening right now, they're like, wow, this is really cool. I have my own kind of restaurant and this would be a really awesome platform to be able to come on to. Can you kind of walk us through what does that onboarding process look like for both your potential merchant and also for a potential consumer as well? Yeah, that's always great to hear, by the way, because that's uh, also the crypto spirit, I think, you know, it's community driven. It's for the community, it's for 
for everyone, you know? So right. also this sounds, we really, uh, we really love to hear and we want to build this as a community focused thing, you know? So we want to do it together with everybody. And that's also been great to hear that uh, enthusiasm coming from our community. But in terms of onboarding for restaurants, it's uh, really rather easy. They just fill in a short form on our website and then uh, one of our account managers will reach out to them. So far, we're only live in the Netherlands as that's our testing market. But this year was mainly for building infrastructure and building our team. And next year is mainly for scaling. And the goal is to also have this onboarding process, which takes about a day now from the moment that we receive their menu to have them live. But the goal is to have this also be fully self-service. So essentially, it's going to be a portal where they just come in, they fill in all the info they need, and the shop gets put live automatically. And that's also with the aim of expanding globally. So it sounds like it's pretty easy. And it sounds like you've already had some pretty good traction. How are you being received so far for all the users that have been on Bistro so far? Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's been really good. I mean, the reviews have been uh, been very good uh, so far, and reception also with quite a minimal amount of marketing. I mean, a lot of it has been word of mouth, has been restaurants referring us to others. Because the fees are so low, the restaurants also less hesitant to push us to their customers to order through as well. But yeah, I can give you some live data, and that's also on our website on bistro.io. So we've been live since March of 2020, and so far we've had 26,620 active customers and almost 2.5 million in, in terms of platform volume. So amount of orders that's been run through the platform. And that's great, man. That's a really cool accomplishment, and it's just the beginning. Kudos to you and, and your team for getting this off the ground. What's kind of on the roadmap for Bistro in the future? Like, What are some cool things people can expect going into 2022? As I said, this year was really for building our infrastructure up. And next year is really for expanding that out. So next year is in the years after that, obviously. But um, so we're now only in the Netherlands and we're looking to, uh, to scale that up in the next year and go abroad as well. But really what our long-term goal is, is to have bistro.com, as we call it, have that really grow out. And that's really where the self-service portal lies, or eventually also a developer portal will lie where developers can create plugins for the platform. The end goal is to have a, a community-powered platform that just is the infrastructure that food users, uh, so restaurants as well as customers anywhere in the world can use to order their food against low, low fees. For sure. So that's exciting. Um, everyone listening, make sure you go check that out. I know I'm looking forward to when it expands in my neighborhood and I'll be looking out for it. But Bass, you've been able to give us a lot of really cool information and tell us a lot about Distro. But as I wrap up, interviews always like to finish on two fun questions. The first one is with all the information you have right now, with both the crypto and blockchain space and even with your own startup with getting all this off the ground, if you can go and impart one to two pieces of wisdom to yourself, when you first got started back in 2017, 2018, 
what would you tell yourself? Ah, that's a difficult question. I guess the first one would be to not really stress that much about what you know now and sort of be open to really learning as you go. Because still looking back now, it's been crazy the growth we've been through. If you just go into it with an open mind, that's what I think is the most important thing, you know? Yeah. And another piece of advice I would tell myself, probably to take more breaks. And just because then you, if you're working constantly, you don't really get the chance to sort of zoom out and look at it from a different perspective. Doing that more consistently, that's something I've been working on more consistently uh, this year that really helps with sort of uh, getting a new fresh look on it. I agree with that. I, I co-signed that one specifically. I've had to do that a lot myself this year and it's been extremely helpful for my creative process and also just continue to have the energy to go and go hard as we you know, are, are continuing to build things out. So I, I appreciate that, Bass. But as we wrap up here, what is the final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners here today? This might sound cliche, but I think we're just at the impetus of uh, really moving with crypto into a more mature stage where we really are going to see a lot more protocols where crypto can make a difference and really more real world implications and real world use cases. So yeah, that's something uh, I would want your viewers to look out for and to prepare for, I guess. No, absolutely. Just like you said, we're at the beginning. It's only a decade in. We got a couple more decades to go of this being built out. And it's cool because even if you're listening at this now and you think, oh, I missed the boat, like I haven't been in since 2017 or I haven't been in since 2013, et cetera, you're still so early right now. Don't overlook that. You're at a really, really cool point and just get involved, find ways to do it. So Bass, I really appreciate all the time you've spent with us. What are ways that people can learn more about everything at, at Bistro and learn more about you and be able to connect with you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks again for having me. And uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to come check us out and ask us any questions. All our info is on bistro.io and the live platform uh, in the Netherlands is on bistro.nl. So you're more than welcome to check out the stores there as well. And yeah, you can find us on Telegram also. And uh, our mods are really friendly. We're in there and drop us any questions you might have and we'll be happy to have you. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much for being with us. And for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from CECG83. I've heard about cryptocurrency for a while, and I finally decided to learn more. CryptoCurrent was recommended. I'm glad I checked it out. Excellent content that makes it easy to learn about different companies building in this space. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. 
I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.